You guys see that thread where that person took like four heights of acid to confront the fact that they were rich? What? <laughs> no. They were like, I took acid and contemplated the fact that I have never truly been financially separated from my parents as my mother had just sent me $100,000 to remind me of the fact. A vindictive attack on me. One <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, my mother just sent me 100,000 tabs of acid. LSD <laughs> has had such a wild ride yourself. in this country. Starting off as something the CIA were trying to use to like, you know... Brainwash Jack Ruby into blowing up Moscow <laughs> and then progressing into like whatever the Grateful Dead hippie CIA culture was, and then mm -hmm. just continuing along that weird path line until now it's just like Silicon Valley freaks yeah. taking it to confront the fact that their, I don't know, butler was rude to them. It's amazing. <laughs> it's also used to arrest people when they buy it on like the, the dark web or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Saw this on Twitter the other day. Um, Rodney Farrowan is going to be on uh, Top Chef this Thursday, the 15th. I guess it's past that. doesn't matter. Uh, this lady quotes, tweets it, and says, My friend Rodney has accomplished a lot in his lifetime. Former CIA analyst on the president's daily briefing team. First director of the Walt Disney Company's Global Intelligence and Threat Analysis Department. <laughs> <laughs> And a partner at Crumpton Group. <laughs> now a contender on Top <laughs> Chef <Crumpton> Amateurs. <laughs> that is so cool. He works for the, like the Walt Disney Mossad. Which <laughs> <laughs> is probably yeah. just the regular Mossad. What the hell is what the hell is that? It's the, it's the plain clothes officers making sure you don't <laughs> steal from the resorts. Yeah, it's why Disney World and Disneyland are in like tax exempt county <laughs> mini <laughs> counties. And they need intelligence officers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They they need uh, they need people manning the missile launch sites inside the giant golf ball. It's why they wouldn't let lead it into Disney. Oh no, it wasn't lead. It was fucking yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why they wouldn't let that Lennon into Disney. Yeah, I agree. The, they didn't. History the, wouldn't didn't want it to happen. Dictator Karl Marx was refused entry to Walt Disneyland. <laughs> Cuba update. Many Cuban-Americans are ready to leave, slash leaving from Miami oh my, in the Keys, heading to Cuba on boats, <laughs> armed and ready to take the island. <laughs> yeah. No liberty, no peace. Yeah. Hashtag SOS Cuba. And they post a screenshot of that, like, boat tracker app. Yep, we ready to go. We <laughs> just need permission from U.S. government at U.S. Coast Guard. <laughs> Tagging the Coast Guard and asking yeah. to do the Bay of Pigs, too. <laughs> Pretty please, may I? <laughs> so great. Yeah, let's, let's, good thing it's hurricane season, folks. Dave Smith, the soul of America. My wife, the Sarge, came into the living room and caught me crying again. I hate that. I was watching a tribute to the heroes of D-Day, and a bunch of ancient warriors were singing their airborne song and crying. And I was crying. And dang it, I was caught. <laughs> <laughs> I got a hit from uh, Roger Krantz on Facebook. Krantz? You, you Roger Krantz. Nancy Pelosi has been executed. Source, <laughs> military. <laughs> <laughs> you nice. comment, you damn right, and amen at the top. <laughs> You can tell all your Twitter followers about crying uh, at, like, a documentary, but you can't tell your wife. <laughs> uh, they're rehashing the G.I. Joe series 
into a modern set of Marvel type movies. Oh, Very man. fucking funny. <laughs> Let's Disney get Patrick Warburton Joe? in there. Huh? Does Disney own G.I. Joe? I think G.I. Joe is owned directly by the military or something. <laughs> <laughs> They're cutting out the middleman now. <laughs> They're going to let the Black Rifle Coffee guys have another <laughs> shot and make uh, the new G.I. Joe movies. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad if Pat Warburton was uh, G.I. Joe. We're going to invade Iran. Elaine. <laughs> Elaine, I'm going to invade Iran. Elaine. <laughs> Where's my parachute, Elaine? I need to paratroop into Iran. It's a great impression. Yeah, it's not not my best. Here's what we really need to ask, folks. Why hasn't Trump uh, said anything to stand with Cuba? (laughs) Why hasn't he made a statement in solidarity with the Cuban people? Yeah, I agree. That is suspicious. Trump like lives at Mar-a-Lago now. I don't know if there is anyone in the right-wing media more personally invested in Cuba remaining outside <laughs> of the United <laughs> States sphere of influence. <laughs> Just like, no, don't let them into Florida. Don't let them into my beautiful home. My beautiful home. <laughs> it's a peninsula. It's it's like an island, but it's not. It's still connected, folks. I guess it's the opposite idea. We just kick the entire Cuban diaspora out of <laughs> Miami, and it once again becomes a town of like 10,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember that uh, Latinos for Trump commercial? Uh, no. It was like... Joe Biden, the Taco Bell, the taco salad thing. How did he not win? What was Joe Biden's song? Did Joe, Joe Biden, Biden Joe Biden that dubstep? Did, jo- did Joe Biden have a better uh, no, song? Fuck no, fuck no. He got an off-brand Skrillex, and Trump got this incredibly cultured Latinx representation. <laughs> Great song. I've listened to that so many times. <laughs> yeah, uh, the fact that that song exists and Joe Biden is still the president is proof that the election was stolen. How about <laughs> Jeff Bezos' Blood Boys bringing into space? <laughs> I saw that. They were like the luckiest son of a Dutch trust fund manager. It's like an 80s movie. It's great. The first half would be like a ski resort uh, race competition. It just looks like a happy Dutch boy. He's going to space. His father, like, somehow got all of the Nazi gold out of the Netherlands, and now he gets the... He won the next following bid because someone had a scheduling conflict keeping (laughs) them from going to space, which was the funniest thing I've ever read. (laughs) Who paid $28 million for a seat? It's like Peep Show, where uh, Mark and Sophie are about to do the skydiving, and he's like, I'm very hungry. (laughs) I need to go get food right now. I cannot jump. (laughs) <laughs> Walk down the ladder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what else do you have going on, like, besides space? Going to space. And you already paid $28 million. How yeah, do you you had $28 million to spend on space. It's like, oh, I have to go home and guard my millions. Yeah, I had to, that's Rich people p- don't have to do anything. That's, that's my, true. It's my plant watering day. Like, you probably have someone to manage your scheduling. So someone probably got beheaded for this. No. And also, uh, also not going to space. Liars. 
Fake. <laughs> Fake news. Yeah. They're going. Yeah, they are getting legally space. exactly far enough for it to count as space. Such a fucking rich guy thing to do. They're right. gonna when they get to the top of the arc, Jeff Bezos is gonna snap that boy's neck and start sucking <laughs> his blood out. <laughs> and then they're gonna cruise back down. The Diane Morales tweet. I've quietly tolerated oh, yeah. a lot of your biased journalism for a long time, <laughs> but I will not tolerate you attempting to define my <coughs> existence in any space. White men trying to tell me where I do or don't belong is one of the very reasons I ran in the first place. Not today, <laughs> sir. Uh, that that whole exchange is so funny because the original tweets like about whether or not she... like gets angry and lashes out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's getting angry and just yelling at the reporter the I, reporter's like yeah how are you a left winger if you're just like a charter private school supporting <laughs> non-profit ceo just making millions of dollars <laughs> off uh institutional suffering and, and she's just like she just turns into red foreman she's like how are you a <laughs> journalist with my foot in your ass yeah exactly exactly i wish she had won and she could just be the uh fucking light foot of new york city <laughs> oh my God. just screaming at reporters deserve. just like <laughs> <laughs> like someone without any uh city government experience who literally has no idea what to do but just Scream at people. Bust that union like a nut. Bust that union like a nut. Bust yeah. that union like a nut. Bust that union like a nut. That's the thing. Any mayor's going to do that, but she pretended like she wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and would Thank have no promise. idea how to physically go about doing that. It would have rocked. Oh. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be super awkward. Yeah. Whatever. It'll be sweet when Curtis Lewis becomes mayor of New yeah. York, <laughs> where he'll bust his union himself with his own hands. <laughs> Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, the number one epic bacon cable news television billionaire <laughs> podcast on the left. I am your host, Joe Cuban. <laughs> I am Danny O'Leary. <laughs> and I'm asking for $250,000 for a 15% stake in my butt plug that will give you investment ideas, <laughs> stock tips, and uh, general life advice. You got to give up your 20s, folks. <laughs> You're overthinking it, but the Bloomberg butt plug does sound great. <laughs> <laughs> Just rings it into you. Anyway, this is the uh, this is the Matt special this week, folks. We're doing the Shark Tank Shark Week special. We're like a week late because we're No, it's really still it's still Shark it Week. It's still Shark Week. Oh, cut that. For Shark Week, Matt wanted to do a deep dive on uh, the insane freaks who were the first billionaires to go on television and uh, convince your mm -hmm. parents that uh, they were cool and great. epic. Yeah. It was made at the same time as The Apprentice, and uh, at least one of them has similarly tried to go on into <laughs> a political career from mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yep, in the great white north. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Shark Tank is uh, it's a great 
example of, uh, you know, everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. You got to start your business. You got to be on your grind. It was kind of before its time with that. Mark Cuban, I mean, you got to be a Ukrainian guy. You got to <laughs> lie and get a tan, and so it looks like you're Cuban. Hey, that's a Romanian uh, Russian guy to you. <laughs> you know what you call a Romanian Russian? A Moldovan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's do some shark wanking. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay. So, ABC's Shark Tank, yes, made by ABC. Uh, it was like a continuation, it was like the next version of a different show like this or something it's a spin-off of a canadian show where they do the same thing called dragon's day <laughs> right. there's many spin-offs around the globe with different uh yeah. scary animals to be in a room with <laughs> isn't uh, the russian one called capital yeah yeah, yeah. the russian <laughs> one is just capital with that's a k cool. yeah that that's cool uh that fox and <laughs> the russian oligarchs you take money from that's also super cool <laughs> yeah, there's the you know some of them it's like you are in a room with a lion and he gives you that kind of side look where you don't know what he means um uh yeah it's a uh quote business reality series <laughs> Uh, featuring four redacted-style millionaires <laughs> and uh, one all-American billionaire who are presented with business ideas by, you know, like, the weirdest people on Earth, including the founders of uh, such products you know and love as Ring Doorbell, that doorbell with a camera. Which is now, like, Amazon spyware. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah totally. which Amazon just, like, lets any police department who asks nicely <laughs> yes, <laughs> spy yeah, yeah. from your house. <laughs> Uh, the Boom Boom Energy Nasal Inhalers. Poppers. Yeah, probably big in the poppers community. Yeah, that's... I would love to go on there and trick <laughs> these assholes out of money. <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, the Bubba Q Boneless Ribs. What? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is just, like, food. It's like, get my food product in Costco. Mm -hmm. This guy's, like, selling the Mega Mick Rib. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's literally get that school lunch cafeteria experience <laughs> at home. Uh, Somnifix mouth tape. Uh, it's very, it's weird. Uh, there's a picture of it. It really just appears to be tape that you put over someone's mouth while they're asleep. Uh, oh, it's something that acts like it keeps you from like snoring, but it just keeps you from breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, is, this is definitely like a woman whose husband has like sleep apnea, and she went on and just drank way too much mm -hmm. coffee. Went on ABC and was like, "My husband keeps me the <laughs> fuck up at night, so I created the Somnifix mouth tape." She's like fucking like. I don't know, duct tape with a bunch of teeny tiny holes poked in it or something. Yeah, she's going to Tony Soprano to her to his mother's yeah. style. <laughs> uh, makers of the pizza cupcake. This thing is aggressively <laughs> advertised to me, and I don't the know pizza why. Cupcake? Yes, all the time. It's like, hey, you would really fucking want this. It's like, no, that's, you could, that's you the could, Shark Tank money. Yeah, you could sh you could thank Shark Tank. Yeah, I'm getting fucking Mark Cuban every day. <laughs> Uh, Genius Juice Coconut Smoothies, <laughs> <laughs> and the Squatty Potty Toilet Stool. Uh, my source for all of these is a website called allsharktankproducts.com. Which is presumably just for the real heads who see something and they're like, yo, I need, I need that. that. The, squ the squatty potty got picked up by like uh, Howard Stern and shit. Like he's always, he would do ads for it on his show. Ring has been incorporated like, into the police state. Like, yeah, yeah. There is a future for these products. Yeah. Mark Cuban is 
You own some kind of shitty sports team, right? The Mavericks. Yeah, there you go. That's how mm-hmm. we knight rich people in this country. <laughs> yeah, they get to own <laughs> in a the sports words of billions. Team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so we're taking from like several articles per person here. I don't really have much of the uh, you know credit. Maybe I'll do it in the description at some point. I don't know. Fucking ask us about. But it. we're yeah. going to start. Don't invite the criticism. <laughs> We're going to start with Kevin O'Leary, or uh, his nickname, Mr. Wonderful. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Wonderful himself. Yeah, fully the Canadian Donald Trump. He's <laughs> yes. a creepy-looking guy. Yes. He's a like, Canadian Donald Trump, so it's just worse. Yeah. And he's chronically Irish. Yeah, exactly. But not in the like the good way. <laughs> yeah, oh there is no good way. <laughs> well, when you get that beautiful Henry Hill mixture like me mm. and Danny, you really can't go wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, you fucking piece of shit. Break your fucking legs. Hey, hey, you're not you're not cursed with a hundred percent Irishness yourself either, so you're safe. I <laughs> know, uh, no, but you're fucking Italian wops. <laughs> Both of your bloodlines are spoiled. When I do the uh, Irish style genocide, you're out. Irish style genocide. You're on, you're against the wall, buddy. <laughs> All right, uh, Kevin O'Leary is a Canadian businessman and a dual citizen of Ireland. Uh, he made his money selling, like, you know, shitty child-locked versions of Windows and Apple <laughs> operating systems. <laughs> you know, the shit that would just, like, have the things blocked. Uh, it's the Netflix series White Gold where they sell, like, the plastic pieces on windows that like separate the plane of glass to look like it's separate ones for like a 9,000% markup. Why did these lock from the outside? So, you know, he he gets this relatively successful uh, company selling fake windows or whatever, and then he does hostile takeovers to like all of his competitors. Uh, then he sells his, that to Mattel Corporation for $4.2 billion. Uh, then, quote, following the acquisition, Mattel experienced a $105 million loss where management had a projected a $50 million profit. Mattel's stock dropped, wiping out $3 billion of shareholder value in a single day. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just did a, like, toy Black Monday. <laughs> this is a, this is a recurring ruled. theme with the Sharks. Yeah. Almost ruled Canada. Mm-hmm. And, like, don't, let's be clear. He, he was in charge of the company under Mattel. It was completely his fault that this happened. So when, when I call him a businessman, it's in quotes. <laughs> That's business. <laughs> uh, he was, of course, immediately fired. Uh, then the shareholders sued him, and he settled out of court for like 130 some odd million dollars. <laughs> That's why his net worth is only uh, half a billion. <laughs> yeah. A few years later, he started appearing on Canadian news shows. I think usually, you know, like uh, Fox News style shows. This is the racist beaver. This is the Aryan Moose Brotherhood. (laughs) This is Canada. Speak Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so he goes on these uh, Fox News type shows until he becomes one of the investors on Shark Tank's Canadian predecessor, Dragon's Den, which I really got to say that that is such a worse name than Shark Tank. A uh, dragon's den. Well, it Trash. appeals to yeah, the dragon's den. audience. <laughs> <laughs> there are more uh, whimsical people. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> 
the investors have like five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Most of these people don't even have a billion dollars either through failure or because they're all like they're like Canadian billionaires. <laughs> There's a lot of Canadians in this. Um, so when he's on the Canadian Shark Tank, he like sort of develops like a a persona sort of thing when an executive producer tells him to quote be more evil, <laughs> which somehow leads to his name uh, his nickname being Mr. Wonderful um, it's an epic sarcasm bro he's doing an yeah. iron <laughs> he describes as a tongue in cheek reference to him being a dickhead basically I love the idea that he just was not smart enough to not play the heel on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on the shitty investing oh, show he was cool. and he didn't get to be king of Canada basically <laughs> only because of that yeah uh, at the same time as all of this, in 2008, he started a hedge fund, which immediately, like, people, f- for some reason, threw their money at him. They're boasting $1.5 billion in assets, like, almost as soon as they, uh, you know, appear. And then over the course of about six years, it loses close to $800 million. Over half of it. That rocks. <laughs> whenever, whenever, you, uh, whenever you hear about people uh, losing money in a hedge fund to, like, some guy, a recurring thing seems to be, like, just, like, word of mouth, like, oh, yeah. this guy, like, has clout, basically. We'll just throw our money at him. Yeah, and he's on TV. Th- they all get fucked in the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he bet really heavily on, like, Toys R Us or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wonderful manages my money. <laughs> uh, and so, of course, he shut down his hedge fund. Uh, in 2016, he ran for the leadership of Canada's Conservative Party. Uh, he was compared to Trump, like, mostly in the media at first, which he then used to parlay his way to the top of pretty much every single poll until he dropped out in 2017, only one year into his run, uh, because he, quote, wouldn't beat Trudeau in Quebec. Yeah, uh, pussy. Didn't, didn't want to lose. Didn't have, yeah, didn't, didn't have the, uh, the, like, the gall to finish it. He also ended with a bunch of debt. Uh, his campaign had a bunch of debt. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I wonder how. <laughs> and Canadian Trump is like, I guess, like, kind of, because they're both like, I don't know, like, Trump is like way funnier than uh, Mr. Wonderful could ever hope to be, though. Yeah, that's true. He, he's like the he's like the poutine version of. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, a it's can- plate. it's Canada versus the United States. We have Donald Trump, the most insane man to ever live, and they just have some guy desperately riding his coattails. Yeah, they're like, I need to be more evil. Uh, he also has, he had a, a radio show for a while, I think sometime, around the same time as everything else. Uh, in a 2014 segment on the Lang and O'Leary Exchange, <laughs> O'Leary reacted to an Oxfam report showing the world's richest people hold the same wealth as the poorest half of the planet's population. Quote, this is a great thing because it inspires everybody. Gets the motivation to look up to the 1% and say, I want to become one of those people. I'm going to fight hard to get up to the top. <laughs> I will leave a trail of my friends and family behind me, blood yeah. and bodies. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. Uh, and I will one day get to be the middle manager of a CVS. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day I'll get to be on Shark Tank. <laughs> Uh, he was on Celebrity Jeopardy at some point. Uh, he ended with negative $3,800. I love the idea of <laughs> Celebrity Jeopardy just going up there and being like, yeah, I know things. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then we've got this. Uh, we've got this article that talks about how much he loves uh, Ayn Rand. <laughs> um, O'Leary counts Ayn Rand's 1957 book Atlas Shrugged as a favorite. He tells the New York Times Magazine. The book explores the relationship between acting in your own self-interest and finding economic prosperity. It shaped O'Leary's impression of capitalism, he tells the Times. Quote, I realize that in capitalism, either you believe in the intrinsic concept of, about the pursuit of wealth and why it's good for you, or you don't, he says. I never question it. I never think for a second that it was not the right path. These are the types of things Patrick Bateman needs to tell himself when he wakes <laughs> up. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> the issue is the money itself from this own framing will never validate you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's all about the pursuit of wealth at all else. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter how much money you have. You will never be happy. You will never be sated. The pursuit <laughs> is the point. Mm -hmm. the, yeah, the conquering, the chase, it's the kill. To me, there is darkness and light. Capitalism is the light. Socialism is the darkness. <laughs> Nothing could ever change my mind about that, he I explains. will never share my toys. You will never get a turn on the Xbox. He's so poetic. No one should get to go to the doctor but me. <laughs> Fucking go off, Pitbull. I'm, po I'm, I'm popping my handball. Yeah. She was a hardcore capitalist, he says. I'm slightly right of Attila Hun, so I appreciate her work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, that is yeah. the classic fucking conservative that phrase. Is, yeah. I'm slightly to the right of Attila the Hun. I just <laughs> believe in slaughtering people. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing anybody knows that guy for. Yeah, I believe in rape and pillage, <laughs> yeah. mostly. This is also a continuation of the horrible culture of what books are, is this shitty rich guy reading? Yeah, We have to know. Uh, it's Exactly. It'll inform us and in our successes and the pursuit of our successes. <laughs> See, and at least that had the veneer of it, they were shitty books. Now it's just like in... Because this is really Elon Musk version 1.0. You know what I mean? These people, the epic billionaires on yeah, TV. Yeah, Donald Trump, Shark Tank, all of mm -hmm. it. The public light billionaire and their book choices or whatever. Now Elon Musk has to tell us how much he loves Bioshock and Fallout <laughs> New Vegas. Uh, and the last thing we have here for Mr. O'Leary. In August of 2019, his wife Linda rammed her boat into another boat on Lake Joseph in Ontario, killing a 64-year-old man and a 48-year-old woman. Uh, the man whose boat they crashed into was charged for not having his lights on at night, making the crash his fault, and Linda was charged for careless operation of a vessel. She pled not guilty, and Kevin O'Leary is still fighting this in court. I mean... There was an update two days ago. I mean, who among us? <laughs> Canadian courts, just British court, but... Uh, <laughs> They use, like, a moose head as the gavel. <laughs> How heavy? A moose head has got to be really heavy. Yeah, well, shout out, Mr. Wonderful. I'm glad you uh, killed two people, then got them <laughs> post-humorously charged with... Well, there uh, was one guy who survived. Insecure... Oh, what? Oh, great. I'm glad you charged mm -hmm. the one survivor in your yacht destroying yeah. a small family boat. Yeah, and eventually the court will just acquit his yeah. wife. For... Not having the lights on. Yep. <laughs> so funny. If, if this were like uh, the U.S. and he was running for Senate or something on his campaign or in a political commercial, it would be like in the boat crash, one survivor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next we have uh, everybody's favorite uh, guy, Mark Cuban. 
the one billionaire, the king yeah. of the shark tank, mm-hmm. the American knight. All American. Mark Cuban was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Like all our greatest soldiers. <laughs> all our greatest soldiers. Uh, his, quote, first step into business occurred at age 12 when he sold garbage bags to pay for a pair of expensive basketball shoes. Bullshit. <laughs> I, I got Horseshit. Oh, fake. my God. <laughs> At age 16, Cuban took advantage of a Pittsburgh Post-Gazette strike by running newspapers from Cleveland to Pittsburgh. He was a scab. <laughs> At age 16, <laughs> he began his career as a scab. I believe that. Uh, yeah, no, that is That probably true. did happen, yeah. yeah. Uh, his early business career is virtually just a 100% dot-com bubble bullshit uh, in which he conveniently turned everything liquid before the bubble popped. Uh, afterwards, uh, he sold his company Broadcast.com, which I imagine is just radio on the internet. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, this is literally the radio on the internet line. from Silicon Valley. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, so he sold Broadcast.com to Yahoo for $5.7 billion in Yahoo stock. Uh, oh my god, that <laughs> I'd love fucking early 2000s internet, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It would have sucked to live in the time when the internet didn't rock, but mm. <laughs> to to have made a billion dollars just making a website called earth.com with pictures <laughs> of the earth on it. Yeah, exactly. Everyone had to like make all of the websites and like sell the good ones and the really yeah. shitty ones so that we could get like the, the, the filtered version of it all today. Yeah, where there's one website. I've got a quote here. Uh, Yahoo's costly purchase of Broadcast.com is now regarded as one of the worst internet acquisitions of all time. <laughs> broadcast.com was discontinued within a few years after the acquisition. <laughs> so, so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that does rock. Just, just spending $5.7 billion on internet on the radio being like, this sucks and throwing <laughs> yeah. it away. Yeah. Uh, he has continued over the years to invest in insanely boring bullshit and constantly just fails upward, of course, like anybody with a ton of money that can throw it around everywhere. Eventually, he fails upward into a fortune of over $4 billion. Uh, he is also a majority owner of the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> basketball team. American Knight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, George Bush's start. And uh, notably uh, kind of riddled with scandal uh, in his time as owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's like a giant sexual harassment scandal. That that wasn't his own. <gasps> what? We'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but, uh, you know, enabled it all. Uh, yep. Mark- had, had it in people's contracts, like, uh, that he uh, knew were, like, you know, up to shit that oh they can't be around women alone in their contract and when he was asked about it um he was like well then they just go work somewhere else where they'd be allowed around women alone was his uh justification let's get into it (laughs) i'm shocked and appalled to hear that mark cuban was touching the penises of every (laughs) dallas mavericks player (laughs) allegedly in minecraft (laughs) good game good game good game good game good game shocked Uh, and appalled well, uh, here is, we've got another segment from that article about Ayn Rand that we had in the last guy. Uh, Cuban is also a reader of Ayn Rand's work and favors her 1943 novel, The Fountainhead. The Fountainhead <laughs> is the perfect fancy lad novel. <laughs> yeah. All, all about a guy who's going to build the 
best building the ever. Goddamn the liberals <laughs> and government cucks who say you can't build the coolest <laughs> building ever. <laughs> I swear I'm going to do it. <laughs> yes. He's read the book, quote, three complete times, and untold numbers of little snippets and segments, he tells C-SPAN. In a He's never read the interview. book. He's read, like, the Spark Notes yeah, quote yeah, yeah. section it's, it's, it's three the, times. It's the Ty Lopez read-a-book-a-day thing where you read, like, the first <laughs> yes, page yeah. of every chapter and, like, the... the covers uh quote i'll pick it up when i need motivation but then if i read too far i get too much motivation and i get too jittery so i have to put it down <laughs> maybe i'll build the best building ever <laughs> maybe I'll fucking yeah just it. getting absolutely <laughs> torqued off the <laughs> fountainhead he's edging himself with ayn rand's right exactly exactly he wants to be one of those ghouls who did the iraq war who like all had to sleep with ayn rand or whatever <laughs> where is john galt where is he maybe i'll find him <laughs> Uh, the Fountainhead similarly explores topics of rational selfishness, an ideology that later became known as objectivism. <laughs> <laughs> rational selfishness. Everything that's good for me makes sense, and everything that's bad for me is insane. It's so cool to name your ideology objectivism. <laughs> Cuban says he didn't read into the political message of Red's work, but found motivation in her characters. <laughs> uh, when uh, when Alan Greenspan would uh, get tired of uh, tossing Ayn Rand salad, she'd be <laughs> she uh, allegedly uh, she'd be like, "Alan, you're being irrationally selfish right now. <laughs> get back to it." <laughs> Yep. Uh, Got to agree with that one. I'm uh, inventing objectivism. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, when you have a protagonist like Howard Rourke, and that just fired me up, Cuban says about the book. <laughs> he was true to himself. And to me, that was the message that I took home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, uh, what's his name from The Great Gatsby? Oh, the fucking guy who likes to hang out. He's like the guy <laughs> hanging out with Gatsby. Guy who likes to hang out. Nick? Was yeah, that his yeah. Name? Yeah, Nick Mullen from The Great Gatsby. <laughs> no, no, no. Wasn't his name Nick or like Tom? No, or it, like... Yeah, it is Nick. The Great Gatsby is about how if swinging had been invented in the 20s, everything would have been all right. None of that book would have unfolded if, like, swinging was a thing. Because they were all weird rich people. They would have all been into it. Mm -hmm. And none of the drama would have uh, gone off. So Matt uh, alluded to this um, <laughs> earlier. Uh, we have to address this because, you know, it's a little bit of a stain on his character, We if have you to will. address the allegations. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is an article that starts out, quote, Fuck me, I'm so fucked, was how the billionaire owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban, reacted when he was told of a sexual assault allegation made against him in 2011. <laughs> Just, like, finding out and looking around and, like, all right, <laughs> there's no journalist the, the, in this room, right? <laughs> yeah, this reacting to the journalist to say that. And this is in 2011. Like, he wouldn't have gotten in trouble for this anyway. Yeah, this was bad enough that he thought he was going to go down before Cosby. Yeah, I, I really, I don't really want to read what he did to this woman. It's just fucking creepy and disturbing. I don't know. Uh, yeah, if you, you want to learn about it, okay, fucking Google's free, okay? But a comedic uh, rapport breaks easily. <laughs> no, he did the Trump thing. <laughs> That's actually the Joe Biden thing. He did the Joe Biden thing. That's yeah, he what did, uh, yeah. Joe Biden did. What? That is the Donald Trump thing. 
That's what Donald Trump said he did. But then when the Joe, Joe Biden allegations Joe came out, that's literally what the Joe Biden allegations were him doing. Oh, okay, okay. So they both so did it's, it. It's both, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure Trump did that. Of course. Um, I forgot I forgot about uh, Trump literally saying it, though, like on the campaign. I forget that was a whole thing. Yeah. That's a cultural moment. That'll be in the history <laughs> books, probably. <laughs> it probably will be. Um, according to a police transcript obtained by Oregon's Willamette Week, Cuban was investigated after a woman told her police that he assaulted her while they posed for a photograph together at a bar in Portland. This guy is f- such a fucking creep. Yeah. Uh, charges were never filed due to a lack of witnesses and physical evidence. What do you mean a lack of physical evidence? There was a photograph. It's 2011, rich fucking billionaire. Yeah, that guy's gone and that woman's at the bottom of the Gowanus Canal. <laughs> yes. Allegedly in Minecraft. And also, Matt included a picture here of Mark Cuban. <laughs> he looks to be at Columbine. It's very strange. <laughs> They're wearing the Dylan and Eric costumes with guns in like a hallway. What, what is this, yeah. Matt? Okay, so he, I, I, I forget what movie this is from, but he also has like produced like some really shitty movies. Okay, like Steven Seagal. Yeah, and I guess he had like a cameo in one of them. Okay. And uh, it looks like they're uh, they're storming the United States Capitol building. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're uh, they're both wearing like white button-up dress shirts and black <laughs> pants, but they have like, you know, the cross chest holsters. It is it is like very Columbine looking. Uh you might you might know Mark Cuban from such programs as Sharknado. Sharknado 3, What Men Want. (laughs) (laughs) Men want one beer. It's easy to buy, and it's named after whoever the president is. Enron, the smartest guys in the room. (laughs) (laughs) And to top it off, if you're a longtime listener, uh, you'll remember... Uh, our election special where Joey and I found out in real time yeah. he's not actually Cuban. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I thought having the last name Cuban would <laughs> make you Cuban <laughs> automatically. I but my it name was Joey French and I was German. <laughs> That's weird. I don't care. <laughs> Once it's done, they can be so excited. Maybe once it's done, the bone saw will turn on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately, the bone yeah. saw begins. This this contraption that we record next to is really like a Schrodinger's box well, scenario. It's, it's our handlers reminding us that we're never too far off from getting Khashoggi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, folks, you might be thinking, cutting after one shark man, what the hell is this? I believe how, it was two shark men. How dare you? Two what? sharks. It was we two men of shark. Oh, we got two done? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. O- O'Leary? O- o- O'Leary? All right, folks. Well, <laughs> you might think <laughs> after O'Leary Auto Cuban. Parts and Mark mm-hmm. Not Cuban, 
Uh, mm -hmm. That would have been a normal place to cut, and you would have been totally correct. But also, we completely had an wrong. XLR cable completely fail on us, yeah. which uh, pushed back the second half of this episode, like, <laughs> to the point that Shark Week is, is now the, over, yeah. and the bit makes no <laughs> sense. The sharks Even as we away. record it. Yeah, mm -hmm. the sharks are gone, and now uh, the... We're still calling it Shark Wank, though. Yeah, now the Boomer Boys will play. Uh, yeah, astute listeners will notice that occasionally in the uh, first half of this episode, Matt's mic seems to disappear uh, at completely random times, and uh, if you'd guessed that we did that on purpose, you would be wrong. I've, uh, I've been too vocal about Abkhazian independence <laughs> on this, uh, podcast. Uh, the Georgian CIA is, uh attacking my cables and that's me i'm in the georgian cia and i have a second soundboard that i'm using to mute matt throughout the podcast <laughs> an invisible soundboard he's in the georgian cia but he still won't help me see the beautiful country <laughs> all right should we get back into the, these notes all right yeah tell me about rod cernovich or whatever <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so uh our third our third shark is a man by the name of Robert Hurjavec, right? Hurjavec. Yes. Yes. Okay, I pronounced it right this time. There you go. And they'll never know how many times I pronounced he it wrong. He spent a week in between the episode <laughs> halves just saying that into the mirror to himself. It's like I he's looking at a, a <laughs> J and a Y Hurjavec. next to each other, and he's trying to put it together in his head. Uh, to visualize a bit for the viewer, uh, if you've seen Bad Lieutenant, I, I'd put Mr. Hurjavec at, like, similar to a Harvey Keitel in Bad Lieutenant, he if does, you can imagine. He does kind of look like Harvey Keitel, which makes me wonder, is Harvey Keitel Croatian? He could be. <laughs> I also, I also want, what's Bad Lieutenant? Uh, it's a movie that's, I'll tell you about it later. Is that like Bad Grandpa? But he was, he, but he was being <laughs> no. a cop instead of an old man. Yeah, someone who also has not seen Oopsie Bad Daisies. Lieutenant. Yes, it is like Bad Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, alright, so, uh, let's, let's get into Mr. Robert here, shall we? Uh, he was born in Yugoslavia in 1962, uh, uh, and his family left for Canada in 1970 because, boo, his, boo. <laughs> because his father couldn't stop getting drunk and publicly yelling about how much he hated communism. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Being, of course, jailed 22 times for this. <laughs> No, but there's nowhere else in the fucking world that you can uh, commit the same crime 22 <laughs> times and keep being released. Uh, and so, uh, uh, because of this, the family up and moved to Toronto to live in a basement where his father made $76 a week working in a factory in Mississauga. Yeah, sounds like capitalism didn't work out too great for this guy either. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? They tried moving to the U.S., they tried going to Detroit, but Detroit did not want them and sent them north. <laughs> uh, so his dad says that uh, he would walk to and from work, which I looked this up, uh, Mississauga to Toronto. It's about like a six-hour walk. He says that he would... Uh, Walk to and from work to save money on the bus fare. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not true. There's no way this is true. <laughs> I really find it very hard to believe that he was Walked. walking for 12 hours a day. Walking 12 hours a day, working 8 hours a day. 
sleeping for four and never eating or speaking <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> yes. And while uh, while the people of the Balkans are a very uh, versatile, uh, strong, noble people, I don't think uh, they can uh, do that. <laughs> Uh, okay, so when his father learned that his son's classmates were bullying young Robert, he, quote, instructed his son to never complain, which became a guiding principle in Hurjavec's life, one which he says sparked his sense of courage. <laughs> <laughs> He's the lion. Yeah, we got a courageous crow out in Canada who can't complain. <laughs> Over. Quote, another influential episode in his youth came when Hurjavec's mother was persuaded by a traveling salesman to buy a vacuum cleaner for $500, which was seven weeks' salary. Are you fucking kidding Her, me? His family was visited by a demon. <laughs> <laughs> a demon this, approached them and stole all their money. This is the beginning of a serious man. <laughs> <laughs> this happened to them. <laughs> you know what I think you were like Ah uh, no it's more of a Shelbyville idea <laughs> <laughs> As a result of this Hurjavec swore his family would never be taken advantage of, advantage of again Which we will uh, touch on that later <laughs> In the episode um, So looking for work between productions Which I It says that he his, He like Hurjavec bought a movie studio or some shit. I, I don't. I don't understand how this happened. They but produced it, such films as a Serbian film, <laughs> <laughs> a Serbian film too. <laughs> it was probably like how It's probably like how Vice magazine was started, where they like took advantage of like uh, cultural grants for uh, Haitian immigrants <laughs> and uh, <laughs> used it to do uh, their art project. <laughs> Um, so while he was looking for work in between making films or something, uh, it says he applied for a position at LogiQuest selling IBM mainframe emulation boards. Uh, he was not qualified for the position, but convinced the company to give it to him by offering to work for free for six months. <laughs> Such As the head of a movie studio, he took an unpaid internship to just <laughs> yes. to, to sell emulators or something. And while he was taking that uh, internship, he to pay rent during this free period, Hurjavec waited tables. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually also a slave, so if you wanna, <laughs> if you wanna, twenty five percent. Yeah. Um. So like his his path to you know a ton of money. It's he's really just another one of these guys who invests a shit ton of money in some ridiculously ambiguous dot com boom websites. You know, internet on the radio. Ex yes, internet like literally on the radio on the internet. Fuck. <laughs> internet on the radio. But, yeah. Yo, I can't wait for internet on the radio. That's gonna be a beast. A lot Reading more car sites. Yeah. More car crashes though. Surfing the web in your car. <laughs> yeah, going to eleven foot six bridge on internet radio. <laughs> you can be there and listen to it at the same it. time. Oh my god. Okay, so. Uh, you know, he, he invests in all this shit, gets money in whatever stock, I don't know. But he founds this thing called Brack Systems. <laughs> B-R-A-K. <laughs> Brack. <laughs> um, uh, it's, quote, an integrator of internet security software, which I guess is just malware. It's just a virus that you pay for. <laughs> it's like McAfee. Yeah. Brackafee. <laughs> Um, which he sold, he sold that to AT&T for $30 million. Uh, in 2003, he founded the Hurjavec Group, 
uh, a, quote, security solutions integrator, <laughs> whatever the fuck that means, uh, reseller and <laughs> managed service provider. He's reselling Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> he got into it early, 2003. <laughs> yeah, whenever you're it's paying $900 for an Xbox from some guy you have to meet in a police station parking lot, it's personally Robert Herjavec. <laughs> All right, so we have an article in this website called The Rap that is, like, very obviously paid for by his PR team about how his ex is trying to blackmail him with false sexual assault allegations. Uh, and <laughs> she is also, her PR team is also vigorously putting out a bunch of things accusing him of sexual assault. Uh, Matt, you know the story, yeah, right? They, they all revolve around one sex club. <laughs> yes. Uh... I have, I have like a little a little bit about it. In September 2014, his his ex Vasinova invited a quote shocked Herjavec to a quote sexual fantasy club in downtown Los Angeles. At one point, Herjavec was convinced to allow himself to be strapped to a table and blindfolded. After which, he was tickled with a feather. <laughs> 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 Was convinced to allow himself to be strapped. He to was a aghast. <laughs> Immediately yeah. went off her. He took all his clothes off and yeah. it was tickled with a large feather. <laughs> he looked. He looked at it and made like a. Oh, he walked face. into this club. Like, well, all right. He walked into this club like. <gasps> What? Okay, fine. I'll get myself strapped out to this table here with hey. your big old feather over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's you went, that's for, cool. you went from a Dean Venture to Colonel Gentleman very quick. <laughs> Every billionaire who isn't Jeffrey Epstein is just like one of those polysex freaks who calls sex like play. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other type of guy you can be and it's yeah. uh, Almost as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Unbeknownst to Herjavec, Vasanova took a picture of him in his vulnerable position, <laughs> which she would later use in her efforts to extort and embarrass him. <laughs> and she's extorting him for, like, tens of millions of dollars. Herjavec, I'll post the big feather. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... Oh, my God. This guy... Grew up in Yugoslavia, his family moved to Canada, his mm -hmm. father walked through the Yukon, theoretically, <laughs> to go to his job, and he's yeah. just getting getting destroyed by a picture of himself getting tortured by a feather. <laughs> yeah, who knows if it even exists? Uh, there's allegations that are uh, just not funny uh, coming from her on her side that you can uh, mm -hmm. Google about if you want to. I'm going to be honest, I'm uh, inclined to believe her. Yeah. There's no reason I wouldn't. Oh, what? That the billionaire is a weird it's, pervert, yes. allegedly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a big allegedly. That'd be really different. His, uh, his kids won't talk to him because of the divorce. Uh, he is, it uh, tells you a lot that you... Yeah. Uh, it, it's so cool. This guy is just... Slavic Gene Hackman from the Royal <laughs> Tenenbaums. <Yeah. laughs> Robert Hurjavec died saving his family from a sinking ship. <laughs> 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 yep, yep, yep. That's that's such a that's so good. Like that's such a funny like theme in the movie. Like that 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 type of guy having that specific hang up. <laughs> like I need something cool on my gravestone. <laughs> like so not so you know what I mean. Not just like my family remembers me for whatever, but the random passerby who never knew me sees my name <laughs> and sees heroics. All right. 
Well, that's what we have on him. All right. Well, in closing on Haryavek, please post Feather. (laughs) (laughs) Be strong like your Yugoslavian ancestors. (laughs) Don't let the cucked Canadian (laughs) jeans take over. Yeah, he's really got to pull that that one New York City mayor candidate. He's got to pull one of those. It's very... (laughs) 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 Pull Morales. It's very... uh, It's very Virgin Chad meme with uh, <laughs> the Chad Mark Cuban made a billion dollars mm-hmm. selling his bullshit to Yahoo versus <laughs> this guy made, I don't know, a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Cuban uh, is able to claim a weird, ambiguous ethnicity ver- <laughs> despite being a Slav just like Haryavek <laughs> in every way. <laughs> Mark Cuban Cuban's has American, presumably allegedly Canadian. had every one of his wives killed versus <laughs> <laughs> this guy was just every night wakes up screaming thinking about the feather. <laughs> <laughs> they just put like liberated Palestine on my grave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Wait, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, all right, so. This is our last uh, rich piece of shit. Um, a woman by the name of Barbara Cor- Corcoran. Corcoran. A sort of White Lodge uh, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> 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 I like that that makes Ellen DeGeneres the Black Lodge Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, all right, so she is, of course, our podcast's obligatory Irish broad. Uh, from an Irish Catholic family of ten children in North Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> they said, we're yes. going to do it like the homeland. <laughs> um, she is dyslexic, which would explain why she flunked out of Catholic school, which I got to say is a heroic uh, feat. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> failing that, out of Catholic school. That was honestly probably like horrific they like being dyslexic in a catholic school in like what like the 60s mm-hmm. probably horrible oh mm-hmm. dude my mom was left-handed and they wouldn't let oh her right left-handed God. She, <laughs> what? they would lock her into a closet and she would just have to sit in there and learn how to write with her right hand what like, writing with your left hand brings you closer to the devil <laughs> daniel <laughs> it's ungodly. you wouldn't know this as a fucking protestant <laughs> do not I, some things are too far. <laughs> uh, so she went to college for education uh, to become a teacher, uh, which she was for one year before moving to New York, uh, where she, quote, worked a total of 20 jobs by the time she was 23. So I guess she was a teacher at, like, younger than us and then moved to New York to do 20 minimum wage jobs at the same time or something. She was like, being a teacher, too noble. I need to get on my grind. <laughs> By the time she was 23, including a side job renting apartments in New York City. (laughs) A side job renting apartments. Yeah, a side job being a landlord. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) wonder how that comes to be. Uh, So there seems to be unexplainable holes in her story, if you couldn't couldn't guess that. Like how she, of course, managed to become a multiple apartment-owning landlord. Uh, then in 1973, she gets a $1,000 loan from her boyfriend and starts a real estate company with it, <laughs> uh, which, of course, she sells in September 2001 for $66 million. I have $1,000. What are you talking about? <laughs> I do not know. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'd like $66 million. Start a real estate company I guess this with $1,000. I guess this was 1973, so it was more like, you know, $1,500. <laughs> that, was, that was a magical year. <laughs> um, 
So, all right. She sold a real estate company in September 2001. I will be making zero allegations <laughs> on that. <laughs> I will not be saying anything of the like. <laughs> There's nothing implied there. That was a cool year. Only good things happen. <laughs> However, there is a funny coincidence. In 2019, an agent of her, the current iteration of her real estate company, of course, sold in 2001. Uh, they sold the Manhattan home of Larry Silverstein, <laughs> the developer of the World Trade Centers. <laughs> so... You know, that's just a, a little fun They're Easter all egg. just friends. It's normal. <laughs> yes, yes. All the pictures of, like, Bill Clinton and Donald Trump giving each other bunny ears is normal <laughs> and cool. New York is Don't a small city. On. That's weird. <laughs> not, not that many people live in New York. People bump into each other. There's not that many expensive homes to buy. Stop questioning Bill Clinton's oil painting of Donald Trump in a bikini. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. Well, I guess the uh, the uh, the thing the takeaway from this episode would be Canada, New York, bad. New Jersey, fucking awesome. Bueno, right? Good number one. Shout out. <laughs> uh, shout out to what's her name? Barbara. Yeah. Shout out to Barb. Uh, you have hundreds of millions of dollars, and you are probably responsible for immeasurable human suffering but mm -hmm. new jersey baby yeah, irish catholic one. pride <laughs> <laughs> new, yep new jersey shark tank is like uh i don't know what you're pitching but you go up and there's like four or five people sitting there and it's like you know like the deli small business owner it's, it's like deli that's worth like 600 million dollars on paper <laughs> in North Jersey that all those colleges own. It's the overzealous uh, Chevy dealership uh, salesperson <laughs> who makes $40,000 a year, uh, but uh, is it's one of like, the, it's about the grind and acts like uh, like a rich guy. It's one of the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, one of yeah, the Jonas the Brothers Jonas is Jonas Brother that lives in New Jersey for some reason. It's... Um, the guy Chris Christie got to close the bridge. Or <laughs> the guy who pressed the button, that, yeah, all, dude, that must have been all like of the true power brokers. <laughs> that must have been like pressing the button to fire the Death Star laser. The Weed Man, <laughs> the Weed Man, <laughs> NJ weed motherfucking man. Weed Man. Yeah. Check him out if you're in the NJ area. NJ Weed Man runs the uh, New Jersey Illuminati. Wake up, people! <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to Boomer Death Squad. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter, Boomer Death Pod. We'll have a Discord linked in the bio. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. I've been Matt. Bye bye. See ya. Toodles. Park man with a body was shot, man. No, he left me in the dark for days. Ah, oh, man, if you try me, bros, well, maybe it can stay. It was a corrosive touch. I just lost too much of my soul. Perhaps the emotive rush to my brain too much I'll never know You were so fine in the moonlight Had a line with your eyes on my side Cut everything Simple soft words, simple soft words Become innocent